Welcome to Day of Destiny with Dr. Michelle Corral, author, prophetic teacher, and pastor of Breath of the Spirit Prophetic Word Center. Dr. Corral can be seen weekly, nationwide, and around the world on her weekly telecasts that air on God TV, Impact, and Word Network. Now, let's join Dr. Corral by experiencing Day of Destiny, designed with your highest destiny in mind. Now, here is Dr. Corral. Are you in a place of emotional desperation? Have you been going through trials, tribulations, and testings to the point that you almost lost your identity? I want you to know, dear people of God, that the God that we serve is a God of validation and a God of valuation to your personal pain. Hi. I'm Dr. Michelle Corral, and I am so excited that you have joined us today for this incredible Preparation for Passover special program just for you. You know, many of us don't understand the personal, powerful, prophetic meanings of the biblical feasts, but Passover is the feast of liberation from the domination of a Pharaoh in your life. Some of us have been under manipulation, control, or we feel like we're in a place that we can't break out of. Well, I've got a word for you today. The God that you serve wants to deliver you out of Mitzrayim. For the sake of those who do not know what Mitzrayim is, Mitzrayim is actually the Hebrew translation for the word Egypt. But Egypt and Mitzrayim are not the same. Did you know you can leave Egypt but still be stuck in Mitzrayim? That word Mitzrayim is taken from the Hebrew word Metzar, which means between the straits or narrow or restricted place. Some of us have been in, a, in an emotional restriction. Some of us have been under financial restriction. Others of us have been in a place of tremendous limitations. Year after year, we've been stuck in the cycle. We've been in that place of spiritual Mitzrayim, emotional Mitzrayim, physical Mitzrayim, or even destinal Mitzrayim. Let me share it with you so that you might understand this incredible celebration of liberation that is upon us through the blood of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. I want to begin, first of all, with the narrative in Exodus chapter 1. The Bible tells us in Exodus chapter 1, now, these are the names of the sons of Jacob that came down, that the sons, the children of Israel, which came into Egypt. And the scripture goes on to name the names. Now, I want you to know, every single one of those names represent a destiny. Did you know that the matriarchs of Israel named their children after the destiny that they saw prophetically for their lives. So the Bible is going to begin the, the slavery narrative, not with destitution, but God is going to begin the slavery narrative with the destiny that he has ordained for his people, because God wants you to 
know that this feast, this time, this celebration of liberation is going to break you out of the bondage that has held back your destiny year after year after year. Now, we shared with you that there are actually four different types of Mitzrayim. Remember, Mitzrayim is the Hebrew word for Egypt, and Egypt and Mitzrayim are not the same thing. Mitzrayim being a spiritual condition of bondage, a place of sorrow, a place that you can become stuck in. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 6, verse 5, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. This means they're never able to break out of the bondage. They're stuck in a cycle. God wants to stop the cycle. God wants to break you out of the bondage. God wants you to be free from every type of Mitzrayim in your life. Now let's look at the four different types of Mitzrayim before we go to today's service. The first type of Mitzrayim that I want you to see is emotional Mitzrayim. The children of Israel were enslaved, but let's look at this language. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 1, verse 8, Now there arose a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. I want you to know, the text is not just telling us that this king did not know Joseph. Of course the king knew Joseph. Joseph saved the land of Egypt. But what the text is referring to is that there arose a new king that recognized not Joseph. He didn't recognize Joseph, nor did he recognize the people of Joseph, the people of greatness, the B'nai Israel, the children of Israel. And beloved saints, this in itself is a type of spiritual Mitzrayim. There are some of us that in the very most important relationships of our lives, we feel like we have not been recognized. There is nothing more painful than a father that does not recognize their child. Let us just say you lived with your father, you loved your father, your father was always there, but he never really knew who you were. Or maybe there are some of you that you were looking for your father your whole life, finally you found your father but he refused to recognize you. He refused to validate you as his own. Same thing with a mother. There can be a child, there can be a person that all their life they wanted to be validated by their mother to be able to know who is my mother. But you never got that recognition. Even when you met your mother or even in your relationship with your mother, it's as if you were not recognized that you were not part of that individual's life. This is a very painful reality, but I want you to know that the Bible is addressing it, that when we read these particular verses of Scripture, the Bible wants us to know that Scripture is actually sympathizing. The Bible wants us to come up from our degradation into a place of complete liberation through the healing of emotional Mitzrayim. You see that inability to be recognized is really seen mostly in the person of Joseph. Joseph's brothers refused to recognize who he was. And as a matter of fact, after they sold him into slavery, when they tore up the coat and brought it to, uh, to Jacob, they said to Jacob, recognize this. This inability or this failure to recognize 
or this feeling that you've never been recognized. Your gift wasn't recognized. You were not recognized in a relationship that you should have been recognized in. This is all part of emotional Mitzrayim that God is about to heal during this Passover season. And then, beloved saints, there is spiritual Mitzrayim. We need to understand that the deliverance that God is about to bring us during this season, this prophetic season of Passover, I want you to understand that the blood-bought miracles that are ours through the blood of the Lamb, Yeshua HaMashiach, I want you to know that God has delivered us for a purpose. Spiritual Mitzrayim is the type of Mitzrayim. Now, please understand, Mitzrayim is limitations. Mitzrayim is spiritual Egypt. Mitzrayim holds you hostage. Mitzrayim is that place where a pharaoh dominates, where a, a pharaoh controls your life, whether it's an emotional control, a spiritual control, a physical control, or a destiny that has not been released into its highest place or purpose. I want you to understand that the reason for the liberation out of Mitzrayim, the reason for the liberation out of the degradation of being under the bondage of Mitzrayim is to serve God. This is why the Bible says in Exodus chapter 4, verses 22 and 23, God said, you will say this to Pharaoh, to Moses. You will say to, to, Mos you will say to Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, let my son go, that he may serve me. Notice the reason for being delivered out of Mitzrayim is not just so we can experience that incredible experience of being freed from the yoke and freed from chains, and now we're just free birds to do whatever we want to do. No, no. If we are being freed from spiritual Mitzrayim, from physical Mitzrayim, from destinal Mitzrayim, and emotional Mitzrayim, God says, let my people go that they may serve me. We see this also in Exodus 8, 8, verse 1. God said to Moses, say to Pharaoh, let my people go that they may serve me. Again, we find it in Exodus 9, verse 1. Let my people go that they may serve me. And we see it again in Exodus 9, verse 15. Let my people go that they may serve me. You see that spirit that's been attacking you mentally, physically, emotionally, that spirit that has to let go during Passover. It's got to let you go. You've been in this place long enough. You've been held hostage long enough. God wants to free you from demonic power. God wants to free you from the, the grip of Mitzrayim. But you must understand, it's to serve God. Let's continue with this incredible, um, these incredible, personal, powerful, prophetic principles of leaving spiritual Mitzrayim. 
The Bible says there arose a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. And he said to his people, behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply. And it come to pass that when there falleth out any war, that they join unto our enemies and fight against us and get them up out of the land. First of all, beloved saints, we are actually seeing the beginning of what we call physical Mitzrayim. We spoke to you very briefly about emotional Mitzrayim. Emotional Mitzrayim, which began in verse 8, that says there arose a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. I want you to know he knew exactly who Joseph was. But what the text is indicating to us is that this king refused to recognize Joseph. There are many of you in your life, you have gone through situations that have been devastating because those that you loved, those you depended on, those that were very much a part of your life that should have recognized you, should have embraced you, should have said you are part of me, you are part of us, did not do that. And now for the rest of your life, you're just picking up the pieces, trying to analyze this situation. Did they hate me? Did they love me? Do, or am I really part of this group, part of this family? What's going on here? The Bible is validating. Here we see scripture actually becoming the, we actually see scripture becoming to us as a divine therapist. In other words, the Almighty is the divine therapist, but we see the truth of God's word penetrating so deeply to the secrets under the surface of our lives that we've shoved, that we've stuffed, and that we've we've tried to pretend didn't happen, or th realities within our lives that have created emotional anxieties that we're trying to just um, alleviate through basic um, basic little tiny obsessions that we have in our lives to try to stop the pain. This, my dear friends, is emotional Mitzrayim. But now we're going to look for a moment at physical Mitzrayim. And this begins at the beginning of the slavery narrative. The Ovedim, if you will, the Ovedim of the children of Israel in the land of Mitzrayim or the land of Egypt. Let's look at the word of God. The Bible says, and he said to his people, behold, the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply. Oh my goodness. And it come to pass that when there falleth out any war that they join unto our enemies and fight against us and get them up out of the land. This is so critically important that we understand these prophetic principles. First of all, on a very basic, what we call in Torah studies, shot level, this actually means, if we look at it, this is actually the narrative that begins the slavery narrative. And we are seeing that Pharaoh had a masterminded plan of programmatic genocide that he was going to introduce to the people of Egypt so that they would be coerced into believing that the Hebrew people were actually plotting to leave the land and starting a war.
Notice what he is saying. Behold, the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them. Why do you need to deal wisely with them? Why is it that they are more and mightier? What kind of threat is that? But he is actually creating suspicion among the people. And this is what has been done throughout the ages. We just got over Purim and we saw this same suspicion created by Haman. Now we see the first person that creates suspicion against the B'nai Israel is actually Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, the king of Mitzrayim himself. And so we see that he is saying to his people, let us deal wisely with them, lest it come to pass that they join, they multiply, and they join with our enemies, creating suspicion as if the B'nai Israel are going to actually begin to start a war, that they are going to start an insurrection. Lest they fight, join with our enemies and fight against us. Now watch this. And get them up out of the land. If there's anything that Pharaoh wants to do, he wants you to stay stuck. He does not want you to come up to the next level. He is going to do this, uh, this spirit of Mitzrayim, this emotional Mitzrayim, and now this physical Mitzrayim is going to try to subjugate you into a place that you can never get out of. You're going to stay stuck here for the rest of your lives. That is why it is so important to apply the word of God to your mind, to be properly able to assess all of the principles of power that God gives in his word to come up out of this degradation into the anointing and liberation that God has ordained for our lives. So here we see the Bible says in verse 11, therefore, and I want you to understand that therefore is the response to Pharaoh's raising the suspicions to all of Egyptian society that the Hebrew people are a threat and that the Hebrew people are planning an insurrection to get them up out of the land. So in order to avoid them from going up because they are a mighty people, in order to avoid them from coming up to their real identity, to who they really are, in order to keep them stuck in the cycle of bondage, we are going to pre create a plan that is going to keep them at the lowest level and strata of society. They will never believe in who they are. They're always going to stay stuck in this place and they're never going to have the fight to get out. I want you to understand something. God, when he comes into your life, when the anointing comes in your life, when the word of God comes in your life, when the power of God comes in your life, when the baptism in the spirit comes into your life, God gives you fight. Fight to say, I'm better than this. Fight to say, I'm not going to stay stuck here. This is not my identity. This is not who I am. But notice Pharaoh masterminded a plan to keep them in physical Mitzrayim. And the Bible says, therefore, they did set over them taskmasters, a stratified systematic genocide. They set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Petom and Ramses. Now, I want you to understand, there is something about the, the Evidim of the children of Israel when they were enslaved in Egypt. We must understand that the type of labor that is the physical subjugation of physical Mitzrayim was a special type of labor called avoda perek. 
Perik in Hebrew is the word that means to break apart. So that means everything they did break apart, but also there is this psychological brainwashing into bondage that wants them to believe that everything they do falls apart. And this is a plan of the wicked one to keep you stuck in the strongholds of Mitzrayim, that whatever you do will never succeed, that it will always break apart, that the dream that God has put inside of you can never be launched, that the vision that God has anointed for your life can never go forward. And so we see, beloved saints, that the Bible is saying here very clearly, therefore they did set over them taskmasters and they built for Pharaoh uh, treasure cities, Pitam and Ramses. Now, it's very important to see that the actual slavery narrative shows us that the real agenda behind Pharaoh's slavery, behind the Obedim that he um, put over the children of Israel was not just for slavery or some industrial purpose. We are going to see that the slavery itself was cruel bondage. So in other words, he was enslaving a people from who they were supposed to be. The whole Ovidim was over a people who were more and mightier than the Egyptians, more and mightier than Pharaoh. Something about this word mightier, that means they are called to a higher purpose. They are called to a higher destiny. They are called to be high above all the nations of the earth. And so therefore, this master-minded plan of Pharaoh is to keep them subjugated in the land so that they can never get up and get out. And the taskmasters had the task of putting them under the toil of the taskmaster, beating them down, and never allowing them to get back up. But also this type of ovidim, this type of labor, labor in their avoda, their labor, their work, was avoda peric, which means everything breaks apart. And it begins here in Pitom and Ramses. Why? Because Pitom and Ramses, my dear friends, in a structural sense and in a geological sense, is a very poor place to build treasure cities. It is the kind of ground architecturally that is in the marshland and it is in the Nile Delta. How can you build pyramids? How can you build buildings in a place that is actually set up for a fall? So we see from Pitom and Ramses that the actual plan behind Pharaoh was not to just build these uh, pyramids or to build these structures, but it was to belittle the children of Israel, to keep them in bondage, to make them be brainwashed into bondage, to believe that everything that they did broke apart. So I want you to know that the redemption from Mitzrayim includes the redemption of your work, the redemption of your labor, that which produces no profit. God is about to lift the level of your labor to another level, and that only comes from serving God. Now, beloved saints, we see in verse 13 or verse 12, the Bible says, but the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. Did you know, saints of God, that this actually is the fulfillment of what God told Abraham? 
that the children of Israel have gone down to Mitzrayim, beginning with only 70 souls and becoming and flourishing into a great nation. No, they did not diminish through the strongholds and through the cycles of Obedim. Through this Obedim, which should have destroyed them, which should, should have by in nature diminished the numbers and the ability to increase, they actually supernaturally continued to increase. The more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. The Bible is saying it is there in the crucible of conflict. It is there right there in the midst of the degradation that God brings the liberation from Mitzrayim, that God is saying to the children of Israel, it is through this bondage, it is through this slavery that I'm going to make of you a great nation or a people of greatness. Notice what God told Jacob before he went down into Egypt. He said, Jacob, Jacob, he actually said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, Hinini, here am I. And he said, fear not to go down to Mitzrayim, for there I will make of thee a great nation. This is the blessing of Abraham, that you will always bounce back. And that trial and tribulation does not mean your minimization. I want you to know that trial and tribulation will only bring divine multiplication in your life. God said to Abraham, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and the sand of the seashore. And the way God did it was bring them to Mitzrayim. Same thing when you go through trials, God is enlarging you in your distress. This is why Psalm verse four, chapter four, verse one says, Lord, you enlarged me in my distress. The Bible tells us so clearly in Psalm 126, verses five and six, they that sow in tears are gonna reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. So beloved saints, we see this incredible um, multiplication coming on the B'nai Israel as a result of being subjugated in this Obedim. And now we see also beloved saints, that the Bible is going to tell us something about the bitterness of their bondage. The Bible is going to tell us that this Obedim was so bitter, it made their lives bitter. In other words, there was nothing to look forward to. They were stuck in a cycle. Every year it was the same. Nothing ever changed. There were no new seasons. I want you to know that God is about to shift your season. There is a new season coming upon you. It's the season of breakthrough. It's the season of anointing. It is the supernatural natural season of Passover beginning in the month, the biblical month of Nisan. You may say, Dr. Correll, where is that in the scripture? The scripture says in Exodus chapter 12, verse two, this month shall be unto you the beginning of months. God's ordained this calendar, beloved saints, so that we would know that all time is not the same. You don't have to stay stuck in the obedim of every day being drudgery, every day being degradation, every day bringing, bringing you down to the lowest level that God is saying there is a season and it has come. And God has put an expiration on your tribulation that now is the time to break out of the bondage and come into that great anointing that he has ordained for your life. Beloved saints, I thank you for joining us today. This has been so wonderful that you have joined us. You are so special to this ministry.
Did you know, beloved saints, that just in a few weeks, we are going to Poland. I'm so excited about it. We are going to bring boxes and boxes and boxes of supplies for the refugees. We are going to be working at the refugee border, welcoming refugees coming in from the Ukraine and giving them all that they, we pray that they need, blankets, clothing, love, everything that they need as they come in this very grievous journey out of the Ukraine into Poland to restart their lives, beloved. I want you to know recently, yesterday, as a matter of fact, we purchased, um, if you're watching this later or hearing this later, actually, uh, it was done on um, March the 24th. We purchased a van and actually we, we wired the money to Poland to a very wonderful ministry that is now uh, taking refugees from the Ukraine because there are so many refugees coming in and some are on foot, some are tired, some are in, in, in harm's way and they need to be immediately, immediately driven out. So we have hired, we have actually purchased a vehicle that is going to go into the Ukraine, get the refugees and bring them out safely. Also, that is going to deliver the needed supplies to the Ukrainian brethren and sisters that need this. Today, if you want to be part of our Ukrainian mission, we invite you to do so. You know, it's so important that we all work together in this. We're all suffering together with our brothers and sisters. The Bible says the true agape is to weep with those who weep, mourn with those who mourn, rejoice with those that rejoice. I invite you right now to step up and bear the cross of, of the Lord, bear your share, bear your burden, bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ, Galatians 6.1. You can do that today by going to our website, and that is breathofthespirit.org. That's breathofthespirit.org. And you can push the donate button and donate there on our PayPal platform for our mission in the Ukraine that we're sending uh, supplies into the Ukraine, but our mission in Poland that is actually welcoming Ukrainian refugees and bringing relief to our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine and helping the wonderful brethren and sisters and all the body of Christ in Poland to be able to secure those who have suffered so much. Please partner with us and be part of this incredible opportunity to show Hesed kindness to others. Also, you can text to give and you can text 77977. That's 77977 and text it to Hesed, C-H-E-S-E-D. That's Hesed, C-H-E-S-E-D. Thank you for joining us today. We love you and we will see you really soon. Thank you for joining us today on Day of Destiny. We invite you to our website at mydayofdestiny.com where you can easily access other podcasts and obtain your copy of Dr. Corral's latest book, Secrets of the Anointing. Also, we want to take this moment to invite you to engage in extending your hand of kindness by planting your seed 
or offering for multitudes that include orphans, providing water wells, providing medical supplies, clinics, feeding programs, and many other services to the suffering church and through efforts of evangelism worldwide. Just go to our website and click the donate button or text to give. Text HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D, to 7797. That's HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D, to 7797. You are also invited to visit Dr. Michelle Corral Facebook or Instagram. We look forward to having you encounter the anointing with us on our next Day of Destiny podcast.